This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. This week on Meet and 3, I'm about to go on maternity leave. This is Katie Mosman-Wadler, and before I leave you in the incredibly capable hands of Team HRN, we're rounding out Season 5 with a deep dive into the food rules, weird cravings, and overall hype about eating while pregnant. There are a lot of safe foods to eat, and we shouldn't be sort of assuming that just because something is raw that it's dangerous. I just found myself feeling like there was an alien piloting my body and brain and uh, totally changed the way that I ate. So was it the eggplant? Sure. Why not? I just don't know. Tune in to this week's episode of Meet and 3 anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'll be back soon with our newest and tiniest producer in tow. Welcome to HRN Happy Hour. It's five o'clock somewhere, and somewhere is Bushwick, and we have applause today. Dang. Thank you, thank you. The audience is thrilled we're back for a new season of HRN Happy Hour on Heritage Radio Network. And um, as you probably heard last season, our Katie Mosman Wadler is going to be out for a little while. She's going to be on maternity leave any day now. Um, and so in the studio today, I'm joined by program manager Hannah Forden. Hello, hello. Happy Thursday. Um, Matt Patterson, who, uh, sh- can you share your new and improved title, sir? Oh, yeah. Uh, head of audio production. Dang. That is so Ooh. fancy. He's producing all the audio up in here. Dang. Well, congratulations. And my, my engineer killed my soundboard. Why? Oh, no. Oh, ooh. There it is. How old is that thing? <laughs> it is ancient. There's, so there's something on the table here that looks like a calculator from the 1800s. It's Texas Instruments, but when Texas was its own country. Yeah, yeah it's it the takes, size of Texas. Ow. It takes a disc that's bigger than, like, my fist. Is it a floppy disk? Uh, it's not even. Is it an 8-track? Yeah, it's an 8-track. <laughs> it, it takes a Betamax. We also have Dylan Hoyer. Um, our new, new on the team, special projects. She's uh, filling in for some of Katie's things while she's away. Hi, Dylan. Hello, hello. It's my first time on the show. Dylan is part of our very illustrious um, intern alumnus. um, Just the best. Alumni. What is, I don't know how to properly say Well, are we going to go gendered? Never. Alumna, alumni, alumnus. Okay, well, whatever. whatever. Um, She's amazing. She was the producer of Hardcore, our cider show that she and I worked on. If you haven't listened. So good. Multi-talented. Get in there. So welcome to your first happy hour, Dylan. Yeah. Thank you for all the love. Well, it's there's more on the way, so don't worry. Uh, We also have in the booth, engineering HR and happy hour for the first time, Jess Kreinchich. Jess. Good boy. Hello. This is very exciting. We also have Nicole Cornwell, one of our interns, hanging out in the booth with Jess. Moral support. Hey-o. And last but not least, our first guest of the season. Last but most. Last but most. 
um, Sherry Bear, host of All in the Industry and of Bear PR. Welcome, Sherry. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Back back again. Back again. Back at happy hour. It's been, been a yeah. couple seasons. It has. Yeah. How are things going on all in the industry? What's what's coming up for your new season? Oh, wow. Well, I, I'm in my seventh year doing wow. all in the industry. Wow. That's amazing. And, what? Yeah. And I, I count by years, not seasons, so, but I don't know. 238 episodes That's in? like so many seasons. It's crazy. I don't know how I've done that many. Um, <laughs> it just adds up. You just keep going. But I love it. Uh, next week, I'm having on Lori Balter from Balter Sales Company, which is a distributor on the Bowery that's been around basically forever. Uh, and um, she's also a part of my host conference, which we'll talk about. Yes, we will. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, if you haven't listened to All in the Industry before, I mean, you know, there are a lot of podcasts out there, both on HRN, but in the world that I think focus on chefs or they focus on beverage, but Sherry's show really like shows you sides of the industry that I think most people don't think about. Thank you. I mean, the idea was uh, as working in PR with restaurants and meeting all these people who did things in the industry different than what I did, but we had similar clients mm -hmm. and, and just getting bringing them on the show now and getting to know what, more about what they do. And they are behind the scenes talents that typically maybe don't get the press, but yeah. they are the ones that are designing the restaurants or doing the cocktail programs. And, and sometimes it's chefs and restaurateurs, but it's a good mix. And yeah, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think you can go on forever and ever. Seven more years and then seven more years. I can. The thing that I've, I've challenged myself with is I tip every show off with a PR tip. And believe it or not, I keep coming up with these. And I, but that, to me, that's a that's. I'm like, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to go with this, but I keep going with it. Well, Lots the, indus of tips. the industry keeps evolving, and so I feel like you know your tips from your first season might not fit the mm -hmm. industry today. So I feel like sure. your tips will keep evolving as mm -hmm. the, the industry changes and grows. Yeah. And yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. Was last year your most luxurious year of all in the industry? Because you did, like, there was a Bali recording. There was recording. Luxurious. Bali. I was in Bali. I interviewed Will Goldfarb. I had I had some big names on. Mm -hmm. I, I interviewed Massimo Batura mm -hmm. and Thomas Keller. Wow. And Ruth Reichel. All last season or last year. All stars. Yeah. I, it's, I, I'm humbled, really, that these these people are coming on my show and, and sharing their stories with us. And yeah. they're all just so impressive. It's, um, yeah, I, I just, it, it strengthens my love for hospitality and, and what we do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it makes a lot of sense that you are spinning this now into an event because I think people want to um, get up close and personal with what the show has become. So we're going to talk about the host summit in a bit. Um, first, we have a couple announcements and headlines. Um, Hannah and I, wait, hang on. First of all, first announcement. Today is Hannah's birthday. Oh. It's my first annual birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yes, yes. First yes. annual 29th yes. birthday. Um, you did it. Yep. Very exciting. Um, I think my mic might have turned off for a second. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I ha I've had so many pastries today and, um, if you guys want to learn about the story of my birth, you should listen to episode 59, I think, of Meet Correct. and 3, Eggplant Babies. Um, the entire Meet and 3 team has been trolling me today with gifts of eggplant parmesan, which you'll learn why if you listen to <laughs> Meet and 3. Um, so yeah, I just 
I've had a lovely day. Thank you, everybody. Lou, if you listened closely to Meet and 3, you would know that yesterday was the day for eggplant parmesan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, actually. Because I believe the you. Day the day before yesterday. The day oh. Be- oh. What? Yeah. How many? Okay. Two days before a lot of hours of labor. Day is National Eggplant yeah. January Parmesan 14th, day. International Eggplant Parmesan Day. Gosh. I kind of want eggplant parmesan now. Me okay. too. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but uh, so yes, it's my birthday, but to celebrate my birthday weekend, Kat and I are going out to San Francisco we are. for good food for work awards. And play. Yes, and for good food mercantile and fancy food. Um, so if anyone um, is interested in learning more about the Good Food Foundation and Good Food Mercantile, we're going to have a lot of amazing interviews with the makers and vendors who are showcasing their delicious products there. Um, it's a really amazing organization that shines a spotlight on good clean and fair packaged goods and food and um it's always a lot of fun so stay tuned for hrn on tour we're gonna have um the keynote address from good food awards as well as lots and lots of interviews from mercantile yeah can't wait um yeah okay so next up we have a few headlines jess do you have our oh jess is on the ball with the headline music hannah oh hello it's matt (laughs) matt has the board um Matt, good job. She can, she can have the credit. He's like, it's like he's the head of audio production or something. I don't know. I know. I feel like those new titles go in your head. Um, so, <laughs> listen up. Japanese first guest of 2020 was Elizabeth Ando, who is a food writer and Japanese cooking instructor baked in Tokyo. And she has appeared on so many episodes of Japanese. She is a brilliant, fascinating woman and a good friend of HRN and an HRN Hall of Fame inductee. Yep. So um, you can check out this episode where Akiko and Elizabeth discuss unique Japanese cooking tools. And this week on In the Sauce, Allie Kane talks with Lauren Brill, the founder and CEO of Sweet Lauren's. Known for its delicious, clean label cookie dough. I think you can find them at the Green Grape if you live in Brooklyn. FYI. Um, And for Cutting the Curd this week, Elena spoke with Adam Moskowitz of Larkin, the Barnyard, and the Cheesemonger Invitational about creating community in the cheese business and what it's like to rock sobriety. Matt gave a special shout out to that episode um, to us and said, you need to share this episode. Tell us. What what was so great about it? He was just very candid about exactly how his life was going pre sobriety, mm. and then how that has how that change has affected like him and his organization and his relationships. And it was just, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was just really real. Yeah, so, nice. Uh, I was, it was worth listening to. I was like, when you're taken by surprise in a show like Cutting the Curd, you know, mm. you're like, I'm here to listen to a story about cheese. But the thing you forget about food is that it is so, like, crucially tied with every other facet of our lives, our emotional lives, our mental and physical well-being. So I love that. Come for the cheese, stay for the feels. You know what I mean? <laughs> love that. I'm in. It's our new slogan. <laughs> Come for the cheese, stay for the feels. Um, all right. So I think it's time now. Sherry. Tell us about the host summit. Um, yes, I'm so excited. So I'm I came up with this this conference idea based on all in the industry my show, and it's called Host Summit and Social, and we're doing it on Monday, January 27th at the William Vale in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and it's an all day conference, hospitality conference. Well, I came up with the name HOST because HOST stands for Hospitality Operations Services and Technology. And that, you know, encompasses a lot of the the areas I cover on my show and in the industry. And 
our lineup, uh, we have back-to-back panels the whole day um, that uh, the program is, it's curated from past guests of my show. So we're kicking off the morning with a panel called The Making of a Deal, A Real Estate Approach to Hospitality. And this is uh, really behind the scenes in hospitality with people who who don't go on stage a lot to talk about what they do, such as Keith Durst, whose his company is FOC, and he's really like the deal maker as as kind of like a broker middleman between real estate properties and restaurants and chefs. So he's on this panel. We have Jasmine Moy. We have uh, Grace Ann Jordan. And that's how we're kicking it off. Um, we just, I'm not going to read the whole program for you, but we, we have other uh, other parts of the lineup. We, we're doing uh, a talk on restaurants and risks led by Jeff Gordonaire of Esquire magazine. And uh, we have one with uh, Changing Neighborhoods, Changing Needs, Brooklyn and Beyond. Brandon Hoy here from Roberta's is one of our panelists. He knows about Changing Neighborhoods. Yeah, well, <laughs> he changed Bushwick. That's so for sure. we're, he's, he's involved, uh, fellow host Dana Cowan is one of our moderators. Um, and she's doing a talk, uh, leading a talk on, on branding in the digital age. Um, we also tied in, we have amazing food and beverage partners, and uh, we're doing uh, two different lunches, one buffet lunch with Bread's Bakery, and and uh, then we have, we're doing one, a curated lunch session at Luca, uh, where some of our, our guests can sit down and sit with some of our speakers and talk about topics and really have more intimate discussions. Um, we're closing out with a reception. We are food and beverage. We have Dew's Donuts. We have uh, uh, Hallie Meyer, Danny Meyer's daughter, opened uh, this ice cream shop called Cafe Pana. They're, they're a part of our program. Um, Ramona, we have we. It's amazing. I think our lineup of of what we're what we're offering. I'm excited to to eat and drink if I get a chance to because I figure I'm going to be pretty busy. Um, I'm doing a one on one talk with Drew Neporant on uh, talking about past, present, and future of his his life as a legendary restaurateur. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really excited about it. This is my first time doing a conference, and uh, I have an amazing team. And I hope you all will be able to come. It's Our website is allintheindustry.com, and you can find out lots of information about, about the whole lineup and, and really uh, any details that I haven't mentioned. And I'm also really excited with Heritage Radio that we're going to be recording the whole day, and we'll be able to turn that into shows for the future. Yeah. And so thank you guys. Absolutely. For- that's such an supporter. amazing resource for your listeners, too. I mean, you yeah. have all these brilliant people in the room having conversations about the industry today. That's going to be great. Um, and I'd love to hear a little bit about, like, the inception of the idea for host, because I remember, like, you came over, you were meeting with Katie about mm-hmm. it, um, I think, just about a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. So what sort of inspired you to host your own conference? Like, what sort of void is it filling in the in the food and hospitality space? Well, um Great question. So I think from doing 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 my show uh, all these years and really hearing people's stories, and I think it's it's been it's been wonderful. I had this moment of um, we're all on our phones and we're all listening to podcasts, and the idea of connecting and bringing people together in one room, and also continuing to have these conversations and to have the opportunity to meet these voices that you're hearing. Um, I I think. I, 
I think of myself as a connector, as someone uh, who who likes to bring people together. So that I that's kind of where the I, idea came from, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's just sort of unfolded into it's just sort of the program kind of developed. You know, I was looking at people who've been on my show and kind of put together uh, what seemed to hot topics or mm. how we could how we could. I mean, there's so many more I'd like to cover, and I'm hoping to make this into an annual event so we could get dive deeper into other topics. But also, I think uh, bringing my show to life in the way we're doing a talk uh, on my show, I have the industry news discussion I do with my guests. So we're going to have a panel of with that with some of the leaders in the industry and let them talk about what's happening in the state of the industry and get their opinions. And I just think it's great to get all that information out there to help more people learn about hospitality and how they can, you know, excel <laughs> in their careers. Yeah. I mean, are, who, who are you thinking of as like the intended attendees? Who are you, who are you hoping you will met. show up? And, well, not me. <laughs> I didn't mean name names. <laughs> um, I, as, as with my show, I think I'm, I'm, it's an industry, I do an industry show, I think it's an industry conference for people in hospitality. With that said, I think anyone, any, it's open to anyone, and I think anyone who's interested in the food, restaurant, space, or leadership space, uh, it's like with my PR tips, even though I call them PR tips, they're, a lot of them are really life tips, and they're good for anyone. So um, I was um, I saw that uh, Carrie Welsh, uh, Car Carrie Welsh from Feast, recently was like speaking at a panel, and she was like, "You're your best PR person." Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's true. Like, maybe not every restaurant, small restaurant, can like have a PR agency, but they can they can learn some things from you that yeah. they can apply until they get to the point where they can. Yeah. And, you know, we're, this uh, branding in, in the digital age talk that we're doing is, is all with people talking about, is really uh, talking about their branding and how with social media and mm. really being their own publicist. Right. Uh, Jen Pelka is on that. Uh, Melanie Denea, who's a photographer. She's photographed, like, every chef that you could think of. But she's built a career beyond of being just known as a photographer because she does this incredible branding mm -hmm. and she's her she's it's a being it's like being your own publicist yeah. for sure. We we did we've done some similar sort of panels um with you know, like farmers conferences because just like restaurant tours are busy, farmers are busy and it's nice to be able to as folks in the media or in PR to kind of at least give some tools that can be crowdsourced and um used in a practical way because like yeah again not everyone can uh do high level branding but we all can do an instagram account mm -hmm. and it's share what we're working on yeah well social media really it's changed so much and it it's it's free to set up an account mm -hmm. and manage that and it's this is it's totally a way you could be creating or getting your voice out there without having to hire a publicist or or anyone else you can create your own image and just as, be as active as you want to be so we certainly, certainly a lot of the people I've had on my show and involved are really good at building mm -hmm. their brand. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I think it's, they, they are where they are today. Yeah. You were just mentioning the industry news that you focus on both yeah. in the show, but also you're going to do it at host. And it made me think about the, the recent eater package that came out about how power in the industry, I think specifically sort of New York 
industry scene, how it's shifted. And I wondered if you'd, if you'd seen that and kind of what your thoughts are on how both power, but just like influence within the industry in New York has changed in the seven years you've been doing your show. Yeah. Um, I did see it. A few people sent me articles <laughs> from the power issue because it was interesting. There was a lot of crossover between the stories there and my show mm-hmm. and, and the, the summit. Um, yeah, and amongst my PR colleagues, we've been talking about that article. I mean, it's, you know, I don't think PR or the need for PR is really ever going to go away. I think there's new, as we're talking about, there's new opportunities and new avenues and, and social media certainly change things. Um, I think it's about relationships. And I've always said, uh, I don't think PR is brain surgery, but it is, it's it's time consuming and it's building those relationships. And I think with like where I am today, I started doing PR with Bayer Public Relations in 2003 Mm -hmm. and before social media, before all of that. Um, But I can't, I don't know how, you can't really teach relationships. Like the people I know today and, and my contacts at different media outlets are so much stronger than they were 10 years ago just because I'm in it. So I think there's, there's that value in working with somebody in, in the space that you're in if you're a restaurant working with a restaurant publicist, hospitality mm-hmm. publicist, um, who has those connections and can really be the middleman for you because that's, that's our job and, and as a storyteller just to make the connections. Uh, but But... I think, you know, it's kind of, it's not really black and white, you know, Mm. there's a lot of gray in there and that article did have different points of view. Totally. (laughs) What was, I mean, what was your take? Was the thesis of the article that like power had shifted away from PR people because people are able to do their own social media and PR in that way? I didn't didn't read that specific one too much. I was mostly, I read the one that was about sort of like the new guard of um, like power restaurateurs. Yeah. which had a lot oh, yeah. of our friends in it. And that one was kind of a cool, it was cool to see like who were sort of the newer players, but there were also a lot of like folks that have been in it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I didn't, I don't think I read the exact same one about. Yeah, okay. no, there, there was, yeah. there were like seven or eight articles yeah. and it was all about power and it was, yeah, talking Lots about of the influences. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you though, I feel like oftentimes, um, the public maybe doesn't see really good PR, but it's easy to see when there is a uh, absence of good advice on the PR front. I think there is the cliche of, and it's true that any press is good press in a sense. Like you get you get a buzz or talking about it, but um, certainly having a publicist that or an advisor or a consultant or someone who's been in the industry for a while that. Um, can guide you and give you some feedback. Uh, I think it's important yeah. um, when you're break, especially if you're, it's your first restaurant. You're breaking into a space and you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, getting someone someone's advice is helpful. Yeah. Um, well, let's take a really quick break and then we'll come back and we'll do some more questions about host summit and then we'll play trivia. Fabulous. Awesome. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. 
HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. Roberta's, the pizza restaurant, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. And of course, there's the two Michelin-starred Blanca tucked away in the garden for truly daring diners. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome back to HR and Happy Hour. Um, so today we have Sherry Bear on the show from All in the Industry and Bear PR. And uh, we're like two weeks away, less than two weeks 11 away. 11 days. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so yeah, tell us um, one more time where folks can go and find out more about Host Summit and get tickets. Sure. So Host Summit plus social is the official name as it's going to be fun. It's going to be social opportunities plus, plus a, a full day of programming. So our website is allintheindustry.com. And you can go there. You can find out more information. You can register for tickets. And you can also follow us on social media at All Industry. And our hashtag is Host2020. But uh, follow at All Industry if you're on Instagram or Twitter. Um, we're posting lots of content. And so you could you get a peek of, of who's involved. Excellent. So nice. thank you. Awesome. We're right. really looking forward to yeah. it. Thank you yeah. so much. I'm excited and I really appreciate having Heritage Radio involved. It's going to be a fabulous day. Yeah. All right. So we have some trivia and Jess helped us put this together. So in the spirit of the host summit um, and in ho- of hosting, uh, our trivia theme is about hosting etiquette. So along the lines of uh, the Emily Post herself. Um, and I don't think... Has anyone else seen the answers? No. Okay, great. So, so Sherry, you have a team. We're here for you. Bye. Fabulous. I like having a team. All right. Question number one. In Victorian England, were guests expected to arrive on time, fashionably late, or an hour late? Um, on time. No. It is fashionably late. I had a feeling yeah. that might be the tricky answer. <laughs> it's the term, yeah. What is fashionably late? Is that like 20 minutes? Like I'm not sure. I was fashionably late to work this morning. Jess, did you come across a, a specific answer there? No, it just said, do not arrive on time. That hmm. is Do not arrive on time. Because I feel like once you get too late, then it's gauche. Yeah. But there's like a... But that's a good question of yeah. what that is. Yeah. Cause I feel like 20, like, 30 minutes, right? Yeah, because if you if you show up an hour and a half late, that's probably just rude. That's rude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry, should people show up on time, fashionably late, or an hour late to host Summit? I'm going to go with on time again. Um, we're starting, <laughs> well, we're starting at nine uh, with our, our registration and breakfast when we have 
Stew's donuts. You don't want to miss out. You want to grab your. No, they're so good. You want to grab your coffee and and uh, and then we're gonna the the panels are gonna start at ten. So I'd say show up sometime between nine and ten, and then you will be on time and fashionable. There you go. All right. Question number two: When holding a teacup, is it a sign of good etiquette to raise your pinky? No. Correct. Wow, I was about to shout out yes so quickly. <laughs> yes, classy. <laughs> so why do people what, do that? In because what era like, was that? It looks like a thing. Never. It looks. But it is. Cool. But what do you mean never? Because it is. We we know someone it. did it. Like Pop someone started. Wise, we know it. Um, Emily Post says you should avoid making your little finger conspicuous. <laughs> 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 okay. That's what she says. It's her thing. All right, question number three. What is the correct greeting used when introduced to someone? How do you do? How are you? Or pleased to meet you? How's it? It's the Hawaiian. No. I'd say, yo, please, <laughs> no, pleased to meet you. No. No? It is, how do you do? Which is also how you should respond to the same greeting. I feel like that's kind of dated. Yeah. And apparently, you were only to say, I'm pleased to meet you, if you've already heard very much about this person. Oh. <laughs> Are you guys writing this down? Wow. Know your etiquette. All right, question number four. According to Emily Post, which of these comments on a guest at a dinner party is considered rude? And then I want to know and why. So Wait, there's two options. Comments on a guest or by yeah, a guest? Yeah, so there's, there's going to be two comments, on and I guest. want you to tell me which one is considered rude and why. Okay. So the first one is, I'm putting you next to the Assyrian ambassador. I want him to carry back a flattering impression of an American woman. <laughs> That's not going to be it because I can't even remember to say that. Back. Or is okay. it, Mr. Traveler, who is sitting next to you, has just come back from spending two years with the cannibals. Wait, so I'm supposed to, we're supposed to guess which one is which rude? Which one is considered rude per the rules of Emily? Post? Obviously, A. But why? It's uh, because kind of, it like kind of disparages uh, American women, like the, in general. This is such a great trick question, Jess, because it is A, but it's because you don't want to embarrass the ambassador by drawing too much attention to his status. Uh, what? Amazing. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah. All right. uh, but the cannibals, they, they're yeah. definitely no, fine. fine. Very polite. <laughs> I mean, it's just a fact. They're yeah. cannibals, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All right, question number five. According to Emily Post, if you think a party is boring, should you A, stick it out, B, leave without saying goodbye, or C, inform the host you are leaving? Irish goodbye, obviously. C. It's how to leave all I parties. I mean, I would think that would be right. You would think, but it's actually <laughs> I'm a big fan I'm of, not doing well. It's actually B. I'm a big what? fan of just ding 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 B is out and not draw oh, attention to yourself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, same. That gives me so much affirmation. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like etiquette is so hard and that's why no one should worry about it. <laughs> I feel great now about yeah. how many times You're... I've ditched parties. No, right? just say goodbye to yeah. the people closest to the door. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, like, as you're on the way you out. Goodbye. Like, yeah, see you. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I, I like look at them dead in the eye and I'm just like, I'm going out for a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, pretend you're taking a call yeah. and never come back. Yeah. I'm glad we all share very similar breeds of social anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, And just one other thing I was, well, while we were playing the game that I did not do so well in, just to say, another reason host is called host just a little play on that i'm the host you know right yeah it's so good it's so good so 
though. And it's it's multiple meanings because you're the host in several different senses. Yes. The host with the most. Host S with the most S. <laughs> Thank you. you. Yourself, Thank you. Are you skilled at anagramming? Could you anagram something right now in like under 30 seconds? Ooh. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. What? Did, what, what Can what you? Can you? Oh, I don't know, but I, you know, host like worked out very well for you, and I just thought it was brainstorming. And then that, all of a sudden, it just came to me. Oh wait, what's an anagram? Oh, anagram is a, uh, swapping the letters around. What's yeah, a banana? My bad, it's an acronym. My bad. <laughs> acronym. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's why, why I was. was a little... I was like, I don't know what he's talking about, so I'm just gonna say I can't. Yes, thank I you. Can't, my but bad. Maybe I can. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. It was like my. That out. That's out. Cut it. We all speak English here. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Some at some point it came to me, and I was like, "That's it. That's good. It's pretty good, yeah. and it looks beautiful, like in the all caps. You know, like it's it's very like chic as well." Thank you. I'll give a shout out to Carla Siegel of Agency. She mm. was a guest on my show, and she did all of our graphic nice. design and our website. And she's super talented and I, I, amazing, amazing to be working with her. And Marissa Ain, who's my uh, event producer, who's also amazing to be working with. And you know, I'm. You guys know me. I'm pretty solo in my yeah. in my in everything I do, and so that's this has been a whole different experience for me of having a team and working with these fabulous. My team happens to be all women. It's a fabulous group, and um, and it's uh, yeah, it's been really really a good experience for me as well. On awesome. That angle. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about solo dining, but do you want to quickly explain the solo dining segment because <laughs> I love that part of your show. So. Basically, I I just, I love trying restaurants, I love traveling, and I work for myself, and so I just started going and traveling and dining out, and I just, go, I like it. I like, I mean, I love trying restaurants, and so it's from, um, I, every, on every episode, I share a solo dining experience that of somewhere, sometimes it's in New York, sometimes it's an adventure, like my last, yesterday I talked about going to Bread and Salt in Jersey City and taking the bus over there and for a pizza adventure by myself. So sometimes it's it's more casual places and then sometimes at a, I'm at a three-star Michelin restaurant with white tablecloths and, mm, and so, tasting yeah. menu and I mix it up and for me I'm not, I don't know, I, I just like checking out restaurants and I'm very comfortable being by myself and dining by myself but um, and I like cheerleading and promoting restaurants so it's just my way of of sharing experiences with people and tr I mean if it inspires people to go out by themselves too and not feel they have to stay in just because their friend canceled on them or they don't have plans I mean that's great because I think they, I don't think there's any reason you shouldn't feel comfortable going to a restaurant or going out by yourself I think um I don't, it shouldn't be scary or intimidating. They should, I've heard restaurants, some some have said, or restaurateurs say, the biggest compliment that they can get is a solo diner coming to their restaurant because mm. that person is making the decision to go there completely on their own. There's no influence by by anything. So they, restaurants should be welcoming two people walking in by themselves. Yeah, so. definitely. That. I have a question. Sure. What do you do to, like, occupy your mind when you dine solo? Do you meet new people? Do you just kind of sit and be present? Because a lot of times I see people eating alone who have headphones on and they're looking at their screen the whole time. So I'm wondering what you think about that. I think it's a mix. I think it's a mix of my mood. I mean, some you know, sitting at a chef's counter or at a bar is very easy to be social with the people sitting around you or mm -hmm. even 
the your the person your server. Um, I think it depends. Sometimes I am on my phone, and then I think the thing is maybe might be surprising to people is tasting menus. These I find they're fabulous solo mm-hmm. because there's so much happening. There's mm-hmm. plates coming, going. It's very interactive, and it, it's special. And you really want to experience it and sometimes if you're let's say doing a tasting menu and you're with your friend you're distracted because you're talking and you're not maybe uh taking in the whole every dish so um but it's a good question I think I think to each their own uh I don't know I typically don't put on headphones though because to me that seems I guess a little rude but maybe it's not I don't know I get I can't see pulling that anywhere but like a coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. That seems strange to me in a sit-down restaurant. Yeah. But. I've seen it at, like, casual restaurants. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, you, do you dine solo at all? The, almost never. I went on one traveling experience, and that was one of the hardest parts for me was becoming comfortable sitting alone for dinner. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's like anything. The more you do it, the, the more comfortable mm-hmm. it becomes. And it's, it, if you, it, it won't, I don't know, it could be at some point you wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. yeah. And it was cool. I could tell even just over two weeks getting more comfortable doing activities and eating dinner by myself and not being so antsy about what I was going to do while I was eating. Or I feel like a good book helps in any circumstance like that. I, and I've been at some restaurants, like more fine dining restaurants, where they've brought me a magazine or oh, they've brought nice. me an award book or something they're in just mm-hmm. to, they've offered me. That's reading lovely. material, yeah, hmm. yeah. Nice. It's like when when your hair's drying at the salon and they bring you a stack of magazines. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, one more time, allintheindustry.com. Yes. Make sure you go and you get your tickets for host. You'll see all of us there, um, and we're all going to be eating so much good food. Yeah, it's uh, January twenty seventh, Monday. So all right, Sherry. Thank, thank you. you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Hannah and Matt and Dylan and Jess and Nicole. Thank you, Kat. Thank you. All right. We will be back next week. Uh, Jimmy Carboni is coming on Woo! with a unnamed cassoulet chef. Ooh. Yeah, we just found that out. And uh, we're going to talk about the cassoulet cook-off. That sounds exciting. Can we eat cassoulet? Also, yes. Great. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I like that you promised yes. that. Wow, all right. But, I mean, no one will know. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, well, thanks for listening to HR and Happy Hour. We will be back next week. This program is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please... Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.